Welcome. We are in the business end of Series 6, aren't we? Episode 7, The Broken Man. Uh, The Hound is back and also back, Dino, Dean Thomas from Nova. You can follow him at Dean on Air on Twitter. Last time it was great to speak to Dino because he loves the show but hasn't actually read the books, which means we can have plenty of great discussion about all sorts of theories. Make sure you stick around because at the end we uh, discuss the theories around Arya and her untimely demise, question mark. But let's get into it. Right from the start of the episode, with Ian McShane, as Septon Ray and The Hound, this is me and Dino talking about Episode 7, The Broken Man, Valar Podcastus. Hello there, I am a guest on this podcast. All right, Dino, what do you want to talk about first? <laughs> well, I just want to start with my statement because this is the second time I've done this. <laughs> While my passion is unprecedented, my name, my knowledge of names and kingdoms and shit isn't great. Yeah, but as I was saying before, last time you came on, it was really great because um, normally people who are really passionate about this show then mm. go, well, I've got to read these goddamn books and they yeah. read the books and they know all that as well. And so I, I talk to my friends and, and uh, my sort of co-hosts and they're always like, oh, you know, this in the books and that in the books, whereas you're like... <laughs> What the hell's going on in these goddamn books? Why haven't you read the books? Because I'm a dumb consumer. I don't care. No, I do care. I'm not a massive reader, but let's get into it, eh? Okay, yep. Ian McShane. Did you ever watch Deadwood? No, I didn't, but I know who the guy is. Legendary character in Deadwood, Al Swearingen. Anyway, this guy, his face, everything's brilliant about this guy. And when he popped up on screen, I was so happy, like I'm sure a lot of people were. But then I thought, this is... (laughs) This is a one ep cameo. Well, it was really strange because they did it all before the opening credits. Yeah, well, that's and we were watching it together, and I was like, "What is going on here? Yeah, what what have you like? What's on the TV, Dean? What are we watching? Yes, because there were no familiar characters. Everyone was happy. Mm. They're like frolicking in a field, and that was what gave it away that they were going to get slaughtered. That's what I said, I was like, "Yeah, it's going to be some death here." There was such <laughs> happiness, and there's never happiness in Game of Thrones. Yes, yeah, well, if there is happiness, that's soon squashed by uh, blood. Well, the last time we. Saw saw like a sort of pastoral scene with a group of happy, normal, common folk just yeah. going about their sort of farm life yes. was when the Thens came in oh, and yeah. just started massacring everyone. Yeah, I remember that. That was yeah. a nice day, wasn't it? I think someone was just like hoeing a field and fadoing, like yeah. an arrow just hit them and you're like, oh no. Yeah. yeah. But Ian McShane, great to have him in even for one episode, playing that big hippie character, which, mm. you know, we... We learn more about more on the app. His name is Ray. He's Ray. A, he's not in the books. He's a, like like Star Wars. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. the opposite yeah. of Ray in Star Wars. Um, do you know why? This is a. This, I'll see if you can solve this question. Okay. Do you know why they did the scene uh, before the credits? No clue, actually. No. Have a little think. Okay, okay, okay. What happens in the credits? There's building. They're like constructing stuff in the credits of the scene. In the credits. No, I don't know. Tell me. What are credits? Uh, the, the, oh, so he's not in the credits. They're the names of everyone in the episode. Yeah. And so if they'd shown the credits first, would no. have said it would have said Rory McCann, and then they would have had the scene, and it wouldn't have been a surprise. So they did the scene before the credits, ah. so it didn't spoil that he was going to be in the episode. That's that's cool, I guess. Yeah. yeah so I'm um, surprised I never would have got that. Yeah, we could have puzzled it out, but yeah. you know, we're, we're already five minutes into the podcast. So. I, now, High Sparrow was next with uh, Marjorie. Mm. Now, up until this point, he's been sort of sinister, but I don't know. He's, he's never said anything that's really annoyed me. And when he said <laughs> to Marjorie, "Your job is just to have sex and not even enjoy it," you just have to be patient. That's rough, isn't it? <laughs> but also, like you know, um, Tom and 
it's it's gonna be pretty quick. <laughs> it really is. She doesn't have to be that patient. It really is. But he's like this moral comp- compass of uh, be accountable, blah blah blah. Then he says that shit to Marjorie. That's just mean. Anyway, let's get to Marjorie's agenda. Well, well, first of all, why do you reckon the sparrow wants her to conceive an heir? How does it serve him? Yeah. Like why? Why does he want a bun in the oven? Half Baratheon, half Tyrell. Well, I think he thinks he's penetrating the guys so much, like Marjorie yeah. and Tom, and that this will just uh, prolong his reign. Okay. Is that what you think? I don't know. I, I'm curious. It seemed like it was a real priority for him. He was invested yeah, in them exactly. banging, wasn't it? He was like, now we really must talk about this. Come down to my bench of friendship where, yeah. I, where I have all my friendship Sex chats. Sex talks. <laughs> you creep. What a creep. He's like, oh, I want to talk to you about a personal matter. Yeah. Like, oh, well, he's going to be like, what do you reckon? You reckon this is a wart? Or? Yes. <laughs> now, <laughs> were you happy to see Marjorie plotting? Well, because okay, I was well, worried. I wasn't worried. We've always known that Marjorie is one of the exceptionally devious characters on the show, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, I, around about series, you know, three or four when she was like, there were the machinations around her and Tom and them getting married. You could always see that she was always thinking one step ahead. Families, like the Tyrell family, very important to her. Like she's, and, and, and her sort of new persona is so overdone. The straight yes. hair, the, the two hands clasped in front like a ballerina, like yeah. overdone. Yeah. And the second you saw her pass that note, I just went, there it is, there it is, there it is. We knew it. So this begs a question. Tommen is a simpleton. Yes. But she's the one pulling the strings. Yeah, she's Tommen a is a simpleton. Yeah, Tommen is like, so think of how Cersei raised her children, right? Like Marcella got away. She got to Dawn. She yeah. learned a bit about the world. Yep. Tommen and Joffrey both were just raised in a corner. The difference yeah. is Joffrey was a psycho, yeah. whereas Tommen wasn't. Yeah, alpha and whatever. Yeah, so you see how like Tommen just grew up watching his psycho brother, probably beat him up too. Yeah. And Tommen's just scared of everyone. Yeah. He has no idea what he's doing. And then he finds Marjorie, who's beautiful and hot to trot. Slept with him. Exactly. So he's like, well, this is just the most amazing thing ever. So he's basically saying... You're joining the church? I love yes, the church. I'm yeah. joining the church. We're a church couple now. Let's go to Hillsong. Yeah, let's learn some hymns. Jesus, lover of my soul. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> but it was a great little moment between Marjorie and her nan and her slipping the note. And that was a really cool moment. I really like that. Well, with the note, mm. I was kind of like, when I first saw it, I was like, I wonder what the note says. Yeah. And it was just a picture of a rose, right? Yeah. And at first I was like, what does that mean? And I thought, it's actually quite ingenious. Because it's the one thing that she could have written on that piece of paper that completely tells... Lady Elena, the Queen of Thorns, exactly what's going on. Explain but, that. Well, because she will look at it and go, that's the Rose of Highgarden. She will, it, to her, that's it's such an important symbol to both of them. Whereas, I mean, to anyone else, she could argue it's just a picture of a rose. Yep. It doesn't have my name on it anywhere. Who says that I gave that to her? It might be just Lady Elena carries around a picture of a rose just for the fun of it. So that one rose says, I've got this, Nan. I'm Don't on worry. Team Highgarden. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Get the hell out of here. She could have picked a better spot to open the note, though. She just did it in the hallway. I know, just hey, around the corner. Yeah. Being picky. 
<laughs> the shame nun. Good to see the shame nun, right? Yep. <laughs> Every I reckon everyone around the world. Septa Unella. Yeah. <laughs> this is so fun. I love how you have your names for them. Right? <laughs> and she has no other lines. She's a shame nun. It's like they paid her. Like, um, you know how you have like a recording session? They'll pay you once and they'll play that one recording for the yeah, next 20 yeah, yeah. years. And, yeah. you know, um, like how Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers recorded Buster Move. And yes. he, pa- he was paid like a couple of hundred bucks to record that one afternoon. And the song went to number one and made Young MC a star. It's the same thing. I imagine like Shame Chick. They're like, yeah, you got one line. It's Shame. That's it. Say it. Shame. Great. Got it. Cool. Yeah. How to go. And that's it. Oh, she's amazing. I want more from the Shame Chick. Okay. Right. Now, Jon Snow and the Wildlings are deciding their direction. Now, explain to me. Actually, no, you don't need to explain that because he, he successfully uh, convinced them that he's, he's right and come with me. I helped you guys. I died well, for you. It depends what you mean. I mean, because he hasn't successfully convinced very much. He's got about 2,000 wildlings and 62 bear islanders. But the wildlings are on board is my point, right? Yes. Now, and the giant. I mean, he could have elaborated, couldn't he? He's one one. Said, is that his name? <laughs> yeah. His name is One One Wegdal One or something like really? that. Yeah, yeah. He just goes snow and walks off. Did, could anyone have just said, what do you mean, One One? <laughs> is that good snow or bad snow? Yeah. Are, we talking about, is it, are we talking about a weather report here? <laughs> what are you, you talking want a goddamn about? snow cone? Um... Fun fact about the giant. Yeah. All right. So I'm 90% sure this is true, unless they've just got the exact same name. Yep. So The actor who played the giant, who plays the giant, yep. played the mountain before he was recast. No way. Yeah, Ian White. Cool. Same name, same look. So I'm kind of like, I reckon they're the same guy. Because the, the mountain was, re- was cast thrice. Was he? Yeah, in the first series and the second series. When by the time we got to series three, that was three mountains in three series. So the mountain we got now is the is the same one that killed Oberon. Yep. Yep. Same actor. Three to six. Yep. Right. 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 Half Thor Bjornsson. Yeah. 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 All right. Now the takedown. Well, we can only assume it's the same one because they've got. You've never seen his face. Man, he's a lizard under that. He's stuff. got the same bearing. He's reptilian. <laughs> Why can no one else see a reptile under that stuff? Is it just me? It's just literally just you. I've never heard anyone else call him reptile mountain. It's a reptile. Which sounds like a cool theme park. It sounds amazing. <laughs> hey, speaking of uh, uh, theme parks, Bear Island. Huh? <laughs> reptile mountain, Bear Island. Man, that little psycho pageant child from yeah. Bear Island. That was a wonderful <laughs> scene, wasn't it? Just General baby. <laughs> she was, but she wasn't just a petulant king child like Joffrey. There seemed to be some intelligence there, don't you think? We will give you our 62 men. Uh, now I must play with my blocks. Yeah. <laughs> that was so good. But don't you think there was some, I must potty now. Yeah. There was some real intelligence behind her. Yeah, um, but you get that. You get these sort of, I mean, on the one hand, yeah, you've got Joffrey or say, for example, little Robin Aaron. Mm-hmm. These absolutely inept, terrible child uh, <laughs> commanders as a comment on... Um, you know, back in the day, that's what would happen. Mm. Um, and then on the other hand, you have, you know, um, for example, like someone like Sansa or someone like um, Young Bear Island, uh, Lyanna Mormont, who, you know, they, it looks like they were born for this role. Yes. Maybe she's got a really good hand, you know, the, the, the guy or the maester or whoever was sort of whispering in her ear is, is telling her exactly what to do. And, and, but, yeah, I thought that was a great character. It was a great scene. Good on her. I imagine she definitely would have auditioned for the part of Matilda, the, the West End musical, yeah, surely. That like she would kill that yeah, role. Yeah, exactly. So Now, their recruitment drive didn't seem to be going very well. Yeah, so that makes me think there's going to be some sort of thing that's going to happen, which is going to um, boost their force, perhaps more than one. Um, because, yeah, the Northerners understandably, first of all, I thought it was a really good point when they were like, well, 
you're a Bolton and he's a Snow, so where the hell's the Stark? I thought that was a pretty good point. You can counter that by saying um, his name's Rickon and we've got to go liberate him. And that, may, that to me, would be a pretty smart argument. It's like, well, you pledge allegiance to Stark. Well, the current heir to the House Stark, because they don't know Bran's alive, the current heir to House Stark is alive and under capture at Winterfell, so let's go liberate him. That makes sense to me. Who was the old dude that flat out told them to leave, pretty much? It was Robert Glover. So now, his, his, he's another bannerman of the Starks. So back in first series when Ned would be like, call the bannerman, that would be yeah. his men. They would all automatically go straight to Ned Stark. But now the Starks have just been pretty inept. Very backwards, that old boy. Like him just saying, I'm not going to uh, fight alongside wildlings. I don't like foreigners. He's basically saying he's going to get killed. because but The first thing we saw Ned do in the entire series is Ned Stark. The first thing we saw him do was execute... Um, Execute the, um, well, they were Night's Watch deserters or they were wildlings. I can't remember. But because remember, like, Osha, who was like, who was stabbed the other episode, was like Rickon's guardian. Mm -hmm. She was a wildling and her two um, wildling sort of co friends were like trying to kill the Stark kids. And then Theon shot one, they executed another. Like, it was the, the, the Northerners hate wildlings. The wildlings constantly get around the wall. And they, um, because you can get around the wall on boats or there's also like a rocky sort of cliff area where you can get across as well, right? Sure. They they constantly come over, they maraud, they steal. Sure, okay. Like they hate these people for deck for centuries. I get that. And do you think this this old boy that told them to, to piss off essentially doesn't know the imminent threat that is about to come, the, 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 the seriousness of Westeros and how things are oh, being... Oh, absolutely. I mean, again, everyone south of the wall thinks that White Walkers are an imaginary story made up by old Nan to scare oh, them into their bed. Oh, man. You know? Like, We've... no one believes it. I've seen them. They're real. Exactly. We take that for granted now, six episodes in, uh, yeah. six series in. Yeah, we really, really do. Yeah. Now, let's go to the brothel scene, friend. <laughs> now, there was a boob drought for quite some time in Game of Thrones, <laughs> and they rectified yeah. that with five sets in five seconds. I've... It was just boop, 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 boop. Well, it has been, I think, this series, a conscious decision to pull back on the titty. Sure. Right? They've been a bit like... Then how do you explain what we <laughs> what we just saw? Because it's still Game of Thrones. Sure. Because, <laughs> sure. like, for example, we saw um, a couple of pairs, or at least a couple of boobs, backstage when um, Arya was backstage in Bravos. Oh, we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did. Yeah, they were like, yeah. straight out, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm not a pervert. I'm really not worried about seeing boobs. But in that brothel scene, <laughs> was that the first time we realised that and I'm not sure it's integral to the story that Theon's sister is a lesbian. Is that yeah? Or has le- swings yeah, that way? I'm pretty sure. And then I loved the schoolies drinking pep talk. Yeah, I know. She gives Theon keep yeah. drinking, keep drink, 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 drink. Um, I I loved it where she was like, "Oh, what's wrong?" And it's like, "Oh, no, no, no." <laughs> this, this is what she said to Theon. You've had some bad years. And yeah, he, he, uh, are you kidding? He goes, "Bad years." <laughs> Poor guy's had his his genitals genitals clipped by bloody Ramsay. And but then she's like, "I'm just gonna go. I'm gonna go." And <laughs> it's cruel. And she goes, "I'd never hurt you." Well, stop mocking his no penis. That's yeah. very very mean. Yeah. Now, I can see him killing Ramsay in the future. Maybe. I mean, they're going to go to Marine. That's the only thing. That's what I found quite interesting. So, because Theon's uncle, Euron, who won the King's Moot, and yes. that's why they they fled. Yes. He's going to Marine. Name all the people going to Marine. Yeah, I know, right? I feel like Euron, the whole idea was they would get all their thousands of ships together and sail them off to Marine, yeah. right? Theon and 
Yara are like, well, we're going to go to Marine and, and win over Daenerys. And I'm just like, what's going on there? How are you just going to walk both, up? But are they both traveling along the same route, just one in behind or in front of the other? Like, the guy who wants to kill you is going there. So why are you going there? I don't know. I, 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 I had to puzzle that one out a bit. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe Euron isn't going and he sent Theon and Yara. Yeah. I'm not sure. But can you probably look that up. My question to you is, do you think this is the start of Theon turning into a strong person after he's been fundamentally stripped back to a cell? Well, today's episode was called The Broken Man, yeah, right? right? And there were plenty of them. You know, the obvious one was The Hound. The Hound. Ne- yeah. You never see a body. Uh, they're never dead. Exactly. Now, apart from Stannis, you claim that he's dead. Yeah, no, he's absolutely dead. Even Brienne said in episode one, just to put it to rest, she said, I, I put a sword in him, he dead. Okay, I'll give you that. Um, but he, he, that was quite funny when Ian McShane was like, it's never too late to come back. And you're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Benjamin, Jon Snow, yeah, the Hound. <laughs> yeah, it's great to see the Hound. And did you think he had a calmer demeanour this time around? Now he's with the hippies? Absolutely. Same with Cersei. Like, yeah. like sometimes these characters, they go through stuff. But that said, when he caught, picked up the axe at the end. <laughs> it was over. And... Um, the, the footage for next episode, yeah. you can see him just swinging an axe at someone. Oh so there God. will be blood. Someone's head is going to be off their body. And I love that we got one episode of Relaxed Hound. You know, just hippie hound. Chill hound. Probably had a couple <laughs> of jazz cigarettes <laughs> with all the hippies. But yeah, when he picked up that axe, that axe, and it even made that axe noise like, I'm going to go kill people. Did you watch the preview footage this time last week for this episode? No. So right at the start of this episode, you saw a close-up of the hound's feet, right? And he was doing, it was before they showed his face right. and cut to credits, they came up from his feet walking through the field. Yeah. And it was a nice green field. However, the trailer for this episode had those same feet walking through a field of dead bodies. Okay. And that's how I knew. I knew they were all going to die. Because I'm like, those shoes... I saw them walking through a field of dead bodies. That and their their happiness at the start sentenced them yeah, to oh, a, yeah, a yeah. murdery death. You can't live in that sort of um, Sylvanian tranquility <laughs> in Westeros. It's just not allowed. Now let's talk about the massive, massive uh, fan theory that came out. Are we, do you want to talk about this? Well, let's do. Let's before we get to Arya, let's talk about River Run. Sure. Okay. So um, we've got. Basically, the phrase have a knife at the throat of Caitlin's brother. Yes. And behind the wall is Caitlin's uncle. Yes. Caitlin's uncle is the blackfish. He's the one holding the castle. Yes. Now, there's plenty that's going to happen there because next episode, Brienne turns up. Yep. And her, uh, we saw that in the trailer as well. These aren't spoilers. It's all on YouTube. Come on, guys. It's all on YouTube. Then she's going to challenge Jamie to a trial of combat. Her representing Blackfish. Her representing Caitlin. Caitlin. I want to try and work out the rationale behind that because Brienne's always one of lots of honour and stuff like that. I think I could see a scenario where by the end of this series, Brienne kills Jamie. <sighs> Jamie gone. That would really hurt the show, wouldn't it? Well, though, would it? Because we've lost other big characters. Well, what was still it? Here? I mean, aside from Hodor, we haven't really lost a main character in a while. This- and that... Yeah. And that kind of makes me think, come on, Game of Thrones. Damn it, Jamie's so great. Yeah. Do you, I mean, if Brienne killed Jamie, like. It'd would... be poetic. Mm. 
I mean, it's it's good versus evil, that is, right there. There's... Look, it'd be a reason to put them all there at River Run as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. By the way, how funny is it how they're going out of their way to make the Frey army look like absolute dickheads? Well, they've always been absolute dickheads, though. Well, That's why they Red did Wedding the Red is... Wedding. That was... That's why they did it, though. That was it, But it was masterminded by Roose Bolton. Oh, good point. And they did it all just because they're complete... They're, they're Like, you see Walder Frey. He's oh. like... He's got that whole sense of... Um, Entitlement, but mediocrity. He's like, I deserve to be the best guy in Westeros, but I'm also shit. But I deserve it, yeah, you know. And and all these little um, chinless inbred children. He's How, got he's got thirty children or something. How's his current wife? She looks thirteen. The f- oh, freak. That's he, it. The man's a freak. That's what he does. He just churns through them. But they, they they make them look so incompetent. It's so so great. Exactly. Like the knife bluff on the throat. That was so and that and their their funny little hats. Yeah. Hats with flaps. Yes. Like that's fray fashion. Yes. Yeah. Um, like the Tullys have got like leather armor with the with the scales, like the trouts. Like that's their kind of cool fashion. Yeah. And, the, and the Starks have like wooden hoods, and the Lannisters have like the gold lion heads and all this sort of stuff. And the Freys get hats with flaps. <laughs> <laughs> they are the Legionnaires cap of Westeros. Okay, to Bravos. Yeah. Do we want to talk about the theory that someone put on the internet and it's a wonderful theory that could be true? I? Okay, so let's start with what we know. Yes. Arya has been stabbed by the waif. Yes. Just before that, right? She she very she was, you know, she booked her passage to Westeros. And then just after that. She was seen walking back through the same town square and everyone was staring at her. It was, was like Cersei's walk of shame again. It was. Yeah. So there are a couple of theories and I know the one that you want to be true. But it has to be. I've got one that I reckon's better. Go. You tell yours first. The Waif and Arya are the same person. The old fight club theory. So there's only two people in the house of black and white. One of them is Jack and Hagar. And the other one is Arya, who when she drank the water, Mm -hmm. dreamt up the Waif. Yep. Okay. Now, when you think about it, all the scenes, you could argue this theory. Actually, I haven't gone back through all the scenes. Now, when it's only th- been 24 hours since the episode. <laughs> no, no, no but like since we've seen the wife. But now, when you think about it, every time you see the wife and Arya, they're only interacting with each other. That fight on the bridge where she just got stabbed just last night, no one else is there. It reeks of a mentally deranged person that's trying to kill off half of their personality. Now, there are a couple of reasons why I like it. First of all, I like it because it's a good like story writing reveal. Mm. You know, it's the kind of reveal that writers love. Yep. So George R. R. Martin or David Benehoff and D.B. Weiss would be like, shit, yeah, that's so good. I like it for that reason. And I also like it because it, the, the house of black and white is a strange place. It's a weird place. It's the rules, the normal rules do not apply there. Like they can whip off faces and, you know, it's not normal. It's very creepy. And she, Arya has been told that she's no one and there's lots of interplay between the waif and Arya around no one and knowing things and who are you and all this sort of stuff. Because once you can take faces off and put on different people, anyone can be anyone. Yes. And they were like, well, that was Jack and Hagar stabbing the waif, like and all sorts of stuff like that. Now, and so you love your theory, but here's what I reckon, because this 
This is what I think. My theory is right, but continue. Mine is inspired by how Arya was acting before she got stabbed. Okay. Which was very un-Arya. Blissfully happy. Arya, she's scrappy. She's Think of it, the very first season, she was the one who hid in the tunnels at King's Landing and overheard... Um, Varys and Illyrio plotting to overthrow. Like she, she, she's always hiding, and, and you know she was hiding when she was watching um, uh, Ned get beheaded. Yep. She was hiding all through the Riverlands. Like she's she's been a hider. She's been sneaky. She's been subtle. Yep. And you see her just confident as all get out, just strutting through the streets of Bravos. Throwing around these big pouches of money, going, I'm off to Westeros. Peace. Right? Yeah. That is not how Arya acts. No, it's not. Why? I didn't pick up that at all. But it, like, that, that's what, like, that's just, that's not what we'd expect. No. Even last episode when she was sneaking around stealing back her sword, that's not how she acts. Yeah, what the hell's going on? So, she's drawing all this attention to herself. Yep. She's big noting, right? Yep. And she goes out to this bridge, which is kind of deserted, and it's also, um, she's got good escape routes into the water. Mm. Okay. So then what happens is she sees this little old lady. Is, now, that, is, that, is like a Disney villain, by the way. I know. And Arya is smart. Yeah. She knows how these assassins operate. She knows not to trust anyone. Hello, she pretty knows girl. Death can stalk her at any corner. She knows there's a price on her head. Yeah. Why, why would you go up and smile at a little old lady with that, knowing that? Mm. It's because you want to get stabbed. What's your theory, that she wants to get stabbed? She wanted to get stabbed. Why? She was drawing all this attention to herself. Why? She's drawing all this, all this attention to us. She goes up to the little lady, stab me please, jumps off the side, blood goes everywhere. Right? Yes. Now here's the theory that I've read online. Who's she been hanging out with, aside from the, uh, um, the sort of House of Black and White gang? That's all. The actors. Oh, okay, the actors. The actors. She's friends Sansa. with a bunch. Yeah, with Lady Crane, Essie Davis. Yeah. She's friends with a bunch of actors. What do they do? They do all the theatrical stuff. She's gone and got some fake blood from the actors, stashed it under her shirt so the waif will think that she's killed Arya. She's jumped into the oh, water with a shirt full of fake blood, let it out. And then she's walked through the town square showing everyone how bleeding she is so everyone knows that Arya got killed. Shit, you're right. Damn it. Oh, that makes more sense than the Fight Club one, <laughs> doesn't it? It really does. I know. Ah, oh, damn it. And it brings so many different things together. And do you want to know two more things that made me think this Go is on. true? And these are what I saw on the internet this morning. Number one, thing number one. In Marine, where Tyrion is walking through Marine, he's got his chin up, he's got his hands behind his back, and he's like, da 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 da. And Varys goes, You're walking around like a rich person. You're drawing attention to yourself. Mm. And if you look at the two shots side by side, Arya's walking the exact same way. That's thing number one. Okay. Thing number two is that the face of the old lady. Yes. We've seen it before. Where have we seen that face? When Arya's doing her janitorial work around the house of uh, uh, Black and White, house of Black and White, 
she sees it on the wall. So what, like in a passing B-roll shot or they focused on it? I, well, I, I didn't, I saw a screenshot, but it was a tight screenshot. I reckon Arya's seen that face before and she knew. Wow. So if, Arya has cut ties with the House of Black and White by uh, uh, staging her own death. That's pretty great. Yeah. Do you, they're both great though, aren't they? Yeah, they're both great. Either way, it's going to be pretty cool. And we know that Arya's not dead because there's a shot of her doing a jump in the next episode preview and also in the HBO synopsis. Uh, HBO synopsis. Yes. It's like, um, it says something like, Arya's not alone. Okay. Okay. In great. Bravos. Now, you justified that theory very, very well. Now, with my theory about her being the same as the wife, the same person, you might wonder, well, why the hell is she walking through, uh, you know, the street bleeding to death. Mm-hmm. In my head, that symbolizes that pure side of her dying, and now she's just going to be straight up assassin. Ah, That's how so I justified that. But you'd have to say that she's not bleeding. <sighs> Shit. Know. What's going well, on with Arya? Who knows? Maybe if she is in this deep hallucination, yeah. everyone was looking at her just because she's a weird chick just stumbling around the town square. But in her mind, she thinks she's bleeding out. See, that's what I reckon. I reckon she's just a mentally deranged person. She was never bleeding. That's what I think. Either way, we're in for some pretty cool reveal in the next episode because the next episode title yeah. is No One. Yes. So it's going to be an Aria reveal. And she's going to kill people. Yeah. And I want to see that. And we're also going to get the Hound going axe crazy. Yeah, oh my God, he's going to kill so many people. And we're going to get the Cersei, I choose violence. Yes, and, and you could argue the last two apps have been kind of, not slow, but a little slow in comparison. They've been puzzle pieces, mate. Oh, mate. Little chess pieces this, moving around the board. We've got Armageddon coming our way in this in this, this next app. Shall I leave, we'll end with this? Okay. This is what, what's Marjorie's nan called again? Who? Marjorie's nan. Uh, the Queen of Thorns, Lady Olena. <laughs> this is yep. what she said to Cersei. I wonder if you're the worst person I've ever met. <laughs> At a certain age, it's hard to recall, but the truly vile do stand out through the years. <laughs> it was so good. And then she kept like, Cersei yeah. would like apologise, but what's it, Adrian? Uh, Lady Olena. She just Queen of Thorns. Queen of Thorns kept laying the knee in while she was on the ground. It was so good. You've lost, Cersei. It's the only joy I can find in all this misery. So right. Good. Well, um, thank you. Peace. Thanks. <laughs>